Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Converge Mid-America. Now today, we're going to do something a little bit differently. So I hope you hang in there, as I think you're going to be glad that you did. Now, two episodes ago, I introduced you to Danny Parmalee. Danny is Vice President of Church Planting with Converge Mid-America, and he talked to us in that episode about the topic, Healthy Churches Plant Churches. Now, if you didn't catch it, I encourage you to listen to that episode because it was great. Uh, Now, Danny shared with us in that episode that he too has a podcast, and it's entitled 101 Questions Church Planters Ask. One of the episodes he did on his podcast was sharing about Should a pastor opt out of Social Security? Now, I'm often asked this question from pastors and church boards, and I thought Danny did a great job of explaining the issue. So I asked him if I could share that episode with my audience, and he graciously agreed. So what you're going to hear is Danny on his podcast, 101 Questions Church Planters Ask, talking about this issue, should a pastor opt out of Social Security? So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Welcome back, everyone, to 101 Questions that Church Planters Ask. I'm your host, Danny Parmalee, and the question that we're answering today may only pertain to a few of you, but still I think it is worth a listen, maybe some principles that you can learn from this. The question that church planters have been asking, especially those that are brand new to ministry within their first couple years, is, should I opt out of Social Security? And they're usually asking that question because someone told them, you should do this. Or maybe they read something about it online. Now, I still don't know many people that love to pay taxes. So when young pastors or church planters hear that there's an option to opt out of paying into Social Security, essentially, you know, keeping 15% more of your paycheck, it seems like a no-brainer. But the decision is a bit more complicated than that. So a couple things that I want to be clear about. First of all, the federal government has created a provision for pastors to legally opt out of Social Security, meaning that you don't have to pay into it, and it means also that you don't receive a benefit from it later on in life. The complicated part, however, or the sticky situation is what qualifies someone to opt out of Social Security, to legally and ethically opt out of Social Security, you have to have a religious or moral objection to receiving assistance from the government. Now, I repeat, you have to have a moral religious objection to receiving assistance from the government as it comes to health care and insurance, death benefits, and the like. You cannot simply opt out of Social Security because you think that it's better financially for you not to pay taxes and invest the money yourself. Trust me, if this was the option, I would 100% opt out of Social Security. See, I believe that I could take the 15% invested in the market myself, buy the proper amount of you know life insurance, disability insurance, health insurance, and I would do much better than Uncle Sam. But to opt out of Social Security... Uh, For the IRS, you have to file a form 4361 
And this is what you are agreeing to. It says right on there, I am consciously opposed to, or because of my religious principles, I am opposed to the acceptance of any public insurance that makes payments in the event of death, disability, old age, or retirement, or that makes payments towards the cost of or provides services for medical care. Now, something that is key here is that your religious objection is about receiving assistance from the government. I've heard pastors say, well, I morally object to my contributions, you know, because the government's going to use them for, you know, abortions or euthanasia or whatever, you know, whatever you object the government using your money to spend it on. This exemption is not about how your taxes are used. It's based off your religious objection to receiving funds for your retirement or insurance or health care. Now, I did some research because I was curious as to where this exemption even came about, and I couldn't find where it originated, and I can't even think of the group of people uh, that have these types of convictions. See, I'm, I'm trying to think of even a biblical reason for this, and when I ask pastors, you know, what's your objection, what's kind of your theological or biblical grounds, I have yet to hear an answer other than it's financially better for me to just opt out. Uh, To me, if you uh, really believe, and it's really your belief to have this, you know, religious biblical standpoint that you shouldn't receive this type of assistance from the government, well, then you should be teaching your people the same thing. Reject any sort of assistance that comes from the government. And to be consistent with this, it would mean that someone besides the government should be taking care of people's retirement you know, medical and health bills, which essentially means the church. And that's the only thing I can think of that where this originated from. My current question for pastors and planters is if if you cash the stimulus check from the government, you know, that was just sent to you because of the COVID-19 pandemic, or how many of the churches that applied for the PPE, remember the payment protection plan, uh, or when those came in, did you just like rip those checks up? Like, over my dead body, I will not receive any sort of government system. I am just biblically and theologically opposed to it. You know, I highly doubt it. Now, one of the things that frustrates me is that I see lots of advice from the Christian community advising people and advi- or advising pastors unethically in this area. I won't share the name, but there's an organization that helps churches with their initial setup and paperwork. And time and time again, I've run into planters where they've said they advised me to opt out of Social Security and not to pay for Social Security. And to me, this is just a disheartening thing. Um, I was disappointed to read even on Dave Ramsey's page. This is what he writes. He says, if I were in your shoes and still serving as a church pastor, I'd opt out in a nanosecond. Uh, That's because sending money to the Social Security office is a bad way to manage your money for God. Now, I totally agree with you, Dave, uh, that Social Security is a bad financial investment, but that's not what qualifies someone for the exemption. So besides your own personal integrity here, uh, here's why I think opting out of Social Security can really bite you in the buck. When you're preaching and teaching your people about issues of honesty and integrity and finances and taxes, don't you think it will be 
difficult to be consistent with your message and your life. I think we can learn a bit from Jesus when he was being cornered by the Pharisees and they were trying to trap him. You remember that they asked him, is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? And his response, which we all know well, is, so give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Now, Jesus' response wasn't you know, as simple as just pay your taxes. What Jesus was really getting at is that there are two kingdoms. There's God's kingdom, and then there's Caesar's kingdom, or the world in which we live. And while we live on this earth, we are caught in the tension of both of them. It's not as simple as pick one or the other. So there are going to be systems and structures in this world that we're a part of, the tax system being a perfect example, and we have to live in that. We have to obey it. We have to operate within that. Uh, If that means paying money to the government, so be it. Then, of course, Jesus says, and give to God what is God's. And preacher, I hate to break it to you. This is not a tithing sermon. Jesus wasn't just trying to talk about tithing here. Jesus is talking about our true allegiance, the Lord's kingdom. And if I'm to objectively kind of let the Spirit convict me in these words, Jesus is saying, don't worry about the money. Give it to the government. What I want is your heart. I want your very life. My kingdom people will live by grace and honesty, integrity, patience, love, and full worship and devotion to me. So when I hear those words of Jesus, I think that if Jesus were to answer this question, and maybe that's really strongly put, but Jesus saying, you know what? Just it's part of taxes are part of the 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 world's kingdom. It's part of Caesar's kingdom. Just pay it. That's not what's really important. But I want you to live with honesty and integrity. So now you see where I stand on this issue. Heard me rant a bit. And yes, I hate paying taxes. And yet at the same time, God has always provided for me and for my family. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, if you have a question about church planting, you can head over to churchplantersask.com. You can leave us a message there or go to Instagram or Facebook. You can direct message. And until next time, keep asking those questions. I want to thank Danny Parmalee for sharing with us uh, his podcast. Again, it's 101 questions that church planters ask. I think the information he shared today uh, was really helpful, and I hope that it encouraged you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I, I can't believe that this marks 19 episodes that we've done with Advance to date. I am so grateful for many of you who have subscribed and listened to each episode. And my prayer is that the information that uh, has been shared has been helpful to you. And most importantly, that it has helped in strengthening you and your church for increased gospel movement. I hope you keep listening, and I hope you share Advance with your friends and and family. And finally, don't forget to check out our website at advancethechurch.org. Advance Podcast is a ministry of Converge Mid-America. Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Converge Mid-America, visit our website at convergementamerica.org.